0: Hello listeners, I'm Leslie
1: and I'm Liam and we're trading money stress for real happiness.
0: You are listening to Seeds, a 15-minute debrief on young people's common money challenges. Every episode will bring someone to the table to plant a foundational seed on how to grow our wealth and unlock our ideal lifestyles. We're so glad you're here. And today's guest is Aaron Fozzie, or lovingly known as Fozzie, Fozzie. based in New York. And I'm actually really excited to have him on the podcast because we've bonded over several discussions about the 401k, both as it pertains to long-term financial plans, but also as it comes out to short term, pretty difficult decisions. So Fuzzy, I'm really, really glad you're here today.
1: So Fuzzy, we wanted to ask, you know our podcast is focused on planting the seed and helping trade this money stress for real happiness. What does happiness mean to you and how are you using and leveraging finances to get there?
2: Hey, um, well thank you both for having me, but uh, really, really great question. Um, and when thinking of happiness, you know, it the First thing that comes to mind is identifying what is it that I truly love and value and how can I, you know, get as much of that as I can. And there's of course things that you can't use money for. So things like your family and health, you know, that always comes first and we can't always, um, you know, invest our finances in that. But, There comes a lot of other things in our life that we enjoy doing. Um, And so to me, it's about how can I do that and eliminate as many obstacles to getting there as possible. And oftentimes these obstacles trickle down and is caused by finance, whether it's, you know, we can't take that time off of work to do something we want to because we can't afford the time off. Um, Maybe we just constantly have a burden on our shoulders that, you know, there's always this financial pressure or the stress that we can't, you know, join our friends in a social setting. And so it's not necessarily about all these fancy things we can buy, but more so how can I reduce and eliminate some of these roadblockers, from doing some of the things that are really important to me.
0: Mm, yeah, no, that's that's such a good point, and honestly, a theme that we've seen throughout people focused on yes, building wealth, but also building out that life that's actually fulfilling. Uh, so, Fozzie, really glad you're here today, and actually, the topic submitted by one of our one of our listeners based in Durham, North Carolina, is pretty similar. They're going through a tough situation and trying to you know, really prioritize that 401k for um, their, you know, student loans. So they wrote in, you know, last night I was debating between investing heavily into my 401k and my company as a great match program or paying off my vast amount of student loan debt. I just started my first full-time job and I want to start off on the right foot. I'm laying the foundation for my financial future and my parents want me to pay off my loans asap as they're still saddled with their own debt uh, but from a purely financial perspective that match is ridiculous to pass up
1: so um
0: i feel like i've definitely you know been in a similar kind of boat i know a lot of our listeners have been in the same boat Ozzy, curious if you have any initial thoughts on where you would start to think about you know making this decision or prioritizing more efforts if you were this person you know trying to figure out student loans versus
2: 401k yeah absolutely um one of the things that I like to think about when I first think of finances is at the end of the day it's numbers um and how I approach my numbers let's call it is with as little emotion as I could and more so what are the numbers and the stories they're actually telling? Um, and if I can actually use, you know, just raw math and raw numbers, um, the story tells itself and the logic oftentimes lies there in what the right choice could be for you. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a great
1: point. Buzz, that's, yeah, really good point. Pauze is a numbers guy.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> I, no, really good point, Buzz. And, and I kind of want to build on that point of of it being a little bit of a numbers game, and as you think about tackling um, with the least emotion behind it, I know emotions can affect and I think you see it in in this right in and in a lot of other situations of how we approach finances is this individual mentions another influence in this case being their parents. Um, one thing that I want to iterate and convey towards our listeners is, is make sure that you become independent too with your finances. Um, it's uh, something we preach on this, this podcast that's always unique to everybody in terms of what your goals are, what numbers you want to accomplish, and having these external factors can cause a lot of anxiety and a lot of money stress and a lot of unnecessary pressure. Uh, think about what you want to do as well as you think about prioritizing in this situation paying off loans versus investing in your future and and saving in in the 401k.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm curious because I know both you, Liam, and Fozzie are numbers people. What are some numbers that you would start to collect to be able to make that decision or to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to just take a really realistic look at where I'm at. I'm going to take the emotions out of it. I love that point you made, Fuzzy. So what number should I be looking for if I'm sitting in Durham, North Carolina and trying to figure out, you know, this seemingly very daunting question of what I should do?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the first and most important things I'd be looking at is interest rates. Um, and for both of them. In other words, we know that the 401k uh, on average brings about a five to 8% return um, year over year. So that's compounded. Then I would go into my student loan and try to understand, well, what does my interest rate look like there? And what's the outstanding balance? So that I can start to get an idea of how much do I actually owe here? and how much am I actually losing out on as well because of interest payments uh, on these loans? So those are two right off the bat that I would definitely identify.
1: Yeah, so in addition to that, and and also for resources for some of our listeners, I know you might not know where to start. Okay, interest rates, okay, where do I multiply that by? And um, there are also loan repayment calculators out there on the web. I know, for example, NerdWallet has one that I, I know as not as a as a personal personal testimony. I know a lot of folks that have used it. I think Bankrate has one that I've heard good reviews on.
0: I really like Unbury.me. Okay. Literally, Unbury as if I'm like underground. You're buried in loans. Me. <laughs> yeah, buried in loans and and getting out of those. Yeah, no, great, great points. I'm glad you called out the calculators yeah um and and too, i'm glad you called out like looking at those rates because i'm doing some research before this pod and really just trying to add as much value as possible and even mark cuban one of my you know i guess how would i say idol is the right word to say or maybe someone that i really look up to and, and maybe watch on shark tank at least four times a week um mark cuban said you know whatever interest rate you have um, especially on the loan, as you pay off that loan, you're making that percentage rate back. So you can think about it, if we're looking at net worth as this like one stagnant to and as you have student loan debt, that net worth is on the negative side, so it's in the red. As you're paying off the debt, and as you're reducing, the, reducing how fast it grows, your net worth is increasing in the positive direction. So I think yeah. some people think like, you know, student loans are holding me back. Um, I feel like I'm not really doing anything for my net worth. I feel like I'm not moving forward. Well, no, the, the reality is you track your net worth when you know you graduate from school and you track it after hopefully a couple of great months or even years paying off those loans. Uh, that net worth is moving towards a positive direction. So I would, I would emphasize that too.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think there's no wrong, um, direction here I would definitely say for sure um, you know put your money to work in either direction at the least you know if you have those loans um, or there's the option to take investing in your 401k for sure take some form of action and get that net worth up in a positive and uh, upward direction And this is actually then when identifying that decision, I would go back to those numbers and say, you know, which one is going to get me or increase my net worth in the, in the quickest way. Um, And so that's where I guess this conversation will naturally start to lead is, okay, well, when evaluating the two, which one will help grow that uh, quote unquote net worth, um, you know, quicker and in the long run yield, you know, overall better results.
0: Yeah. And not, not to play devil's advocate here, but to play devil's advocate, um, <laughs> just to be honest, it, it's interesting, though, you know, looking at the numbers and trying to be really strategic about what you do. Another thing that comes to my mind is, as that net worth kind of stays sandbagged in the red while you're paying off debt, I also wonder, like, at what life stage is this person in? Mm-hmm. You know, are we at early 20s or are we um, nearing to uh, 30s or are we nearing to 35, 40? I think that's a really, really big thing to ask because, of course, time here is a valuable asset that we haven't been able to really discuss yet. And if I'm being honest, if I'm looking at, you know, 20, 22, 24 year olds that potentially have the ability to pay down debt really aggressively and really quickly, I may be inclined to kind of, you know, take a little bit more of an extreme approach and say, maybe it makes more sense to get those loans down as quickly as possible, and then start using the same mindset, the same portion of your budget and aggressively contributing to that 401k. as um, an opinion, it's not necessarily mm-hmm. right for everyone, but yeah. I'm, I'm curious because it's obviously like, yeah, you want to optimize it for you. Okay, what does that mean? That's that's yeah. vague.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's how it how it aligns with your personal situation, how it aligns with your goals. Because on the contrary, there, Leslie, you mentioned if you have the funds to aggressively pay down that debt and mm-hmm. get rid of that interest early.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: On the on the other end, we mentioned the, the compounding ability of the 401k. Yeah. So if you are putting money into a 401k at age 22 yeah. versus age 35, yeah. you have 13 more years there of those. Five to ten percent return.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know it's
1: always fluctuating, but but that's another way to look at it. So so right, I understand it's going to be unique. Um, I think a takeaway from that little back and forth right there is being able to tackle either of these young will benefit you in the long term mm-hmm. as it pertains to growing your net worth and setting yourself up better for maybe more expenses later in life. Say mm-hmm. when you have a family, when you try to make a big purchase, when you have a big event, when you have maybe health playing more of a factor.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I think it's, it's great awareness by the listener that they're shedding light on both of these. Yeah. Um, hope, hopefully so early in, in their careers. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Bobby, I'm, I'm curious, um, when it comes to the 401k side of the conversation, how do you think about like 401k affordability? Because um, that seems to be like the, the underlying question when deciding, all right, maybe I have an extra $500 per month that I either put towards additional debt payments or I should put towards 401k, how would you like think about how much should I put towards my 401k? Does it make sense to put maybe $10 a month towards it or is that at that point not worth it? Like, How would you think through that?
2: Sure. Um, So the first point I would start with prior to even this is understanding my budget. So first understanding how much money am I making a year and what are my you know, absolute costs that I can't afford. So what does rent look like? What does food look like? What does my phone bill look like in the absolute necessities? And from there, then you can have a better idea of, okay, well with the remaining, the remaining money, um, this is what I could use towards leisure towards investments, towards paying off loans. So I would first figure that portion out of how much, um, what we'll call like disposable income you have to then use at your discretion um and then in terms of affordability it 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 kind of is still going to come down to your goals um and so for me similar to that student uh, that actually wrote in um you know at linkedin we have a pretty incredible match program and so right off the bat i'm thinking hey this is free money Um, linkedin is gonna actually give me more simply for investing. So that's one thing to weigh. Um, and then in terms of affordability, it's like, well, where do I see myself? Let's say even in five years, what, you know, how much do I need accumulated or how much wealth do I need accumulated to do some of my five year plans? Um, And one thing a lot of people don't even realize is that you can actually take a loan from your own 401k um, and basically pay yourself back. And so when I'm looking at my affordability, I'm saying, hey, how much money do I have left over that I could put towards leisure or investments? And two, where do I wanna be in three, four, five years that I may need a lump sum of cash? is this the right way for me to do it? And will I actually have not only the money I've saved up the amount it's earned in interest, but what will my employee match to help me get there? And I can actually take a loan against myself to help some of those goals.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Great point, Fozzie. That's another great point. Um, Having that loan accessibility from your 401k. um, I know people have different opinions towards that. Some think, oh, put your money in 401k, that should be money that you don't expect to see for X amount of years. Um, and then other others think, okay, let me put it here now where it can grow. If there's a company match, it can grow a little bit more aggressively than otherwise. But ultimately, even with no match, you're growing a little bit just through that compound. And then you can take a loan when necessary. So, right, back to the point of it's unique to everybody. What are your goals currently? Um, do you foresee yourself taking a loan from your 401k? Um, is that not the case? I think it's all, all things to consider again, as it, as it, with regards to those numbers that we mentioned right at the beginning here.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And it's not um, to get it mixed up to with like a withdrawal. So if you were to take that money out of your 401k early, then, you know, there would be taxes that come involved and could potentially be penalties. Um, but there is another option for loans so let's say you were to go put a down payment on a house you can actually take a lump sum out of your 401k let's say I borrowed 100 bucks out of my 401k I'm going to pay 105 dollars back to myself so that five dollars in interest is actually going into my account as well Um, and there's no penalties there assuming you know this is going through the guidelines and based on uh, you know your your plan Um, but most of them have this Option where you're able to um, take a loan from yourself and essentially repay yourself.
0: Yeah, and I I, I think it's a really really smart and pre advanced to be honest uh, move there that you mentioned, Bobby. So I'm glad you brought it up. I guess one thing I would I would want to share with our listeners while also chatting about that you know 401k loan which. I think could warrant its own episode or maybe two or three. Mm. Um, But it's honestly like thinking about kind of that debt mindset first and foremost and being really strategic about the kinds of not only like loans you're taking out, but also the kinds of situations that you're putting yourself in for, you know, undefined amounts of time in the future. And what I'm really getting out in the third grader version is, Yes, definitely the 401k number one can be a tax advantage account. Number two can grow. Number three, you know, you're you're planning for the long term, all great things. I would hesitate to say, you know, after listening to this podcast, like, yeah, definitely just prioritize the 401k because you can take a loan against anyone. You know, I think I think that might I think might be, I guess, confusing or tricky for some people, but at the same time, it's a really good point to notice that like you know not everything is super super black and white and that mm-hmm. 401k will not only be a forward thinking um, tool and asset for you but it also could potentially be a short and medium term strategy for you if you're really playing your cards right mm-hmm. totally.
1: great well yeah i, I feel like we've really planted the seeds on this topic of student loans versus 401k versus what do i do we have these external influences on me and I want to make sure our listeners know how this seed could blossom and grow and otherwise inspire everyone's wealth journey here. So, team, do we have any actionable takeaways to help these seeds become plants?
0: <laughs> I, I, uh, I I go first, and then Fazia, I'm curious to hear what your takeaways are. Um, but I, I would start off with um, a really, really great point by Liam that actually stopped with me, which was... Thinking about the external factors that are coming to play and trying to like remove some, of, or at least address, some of the fact that those are you know, impacting your decision-making. So your parents still paying off their debt, very similar to the way that most Americans are struggling financially nowadays and, and moving into the future. Um, recognizing that there's a company match that everyone's super excited about and you feel like you'd be missing out if you don't. Um, I just be really aware that those are influencing factors, and try to move forward using some of the logic, using some of the realistic look at the numbers that we talked about here. So for me, that was the biggest and, and honestly, most core takeaway I'm, I'm, I'm taking from our time today. Nice, yeah.
1: <laughs> next, got anything top of mind?
2: Very similar to Leslie. um, I definitely feel the audience's challenge of having external factors, um, you know, from your parents, um, and it can sometimes be others, it could be a loved one, it could be yourself. Um, And so I think What it seems to me is a main takeaway is one understanding your situation, you know, where are you um, and where do you want to be and then two, taking a look at what are the numbers, you know, what's best for me financially to achieve some of those goals, not necessarily, um, you know, what others are influencing me and Here's the thing is, you know, I know this podcast, what it seems like the theme of is, is how can we use finance to get us towards happiness? Um, and a lot of times if we're spending it pleasing what others expect from us, yeah, we may, you know, check off one box of, Hey, you know, I mean my parents really happy here, but I feel like there's something else I missed out on. Then at that point, you know, we've diverted and we've made finance a, a cause of something that's that we're missing out on. And so, I would say, you know, identify what your current situation is. What are the, the numbers and opportunity? And then, you know, what's going to make me the most happy at this point?
1: Nice. pause. Well, you just made my heart warm. <laughs> and my, my quick takeaway, uh, well said, Leslie, well said, pause. Don't want to um, beat something that's already been said here. But I, I think the numbers do evaluate the interest, evaluate what the compounding could be potential um evaluate refinancing of that student loan and evaluate some of those calculators so there's a lot of resources out there that can help you out as well don't feel like it's all only in your hands and your head with your own knowledge uh work smarter not harder towards thinking about these topics and that's my one actionable thing is, is go look at that one of pick one of those fi- uh loan calculators and um and and Be a little bit more enlightened in the numbers that you might be looking at over the next few years.
0: Great call out, Liam. And while I am sad to wrap up this topic for now, I want to take a moment to celebrate an incredible, real growth moment from one of our listeners. Uh, It actually was inspired by one of our previous podcasts, Liam, which is crazy. And that's the whole reason we're doing this. We're doing seeds so that you can take all of the great knowledge and wisdom and ideas and opinions here and really apply it to your life and hopefully you know achieve happiness in your however you define it so one of our listeners from new york actually heard Nick Fox's episode on high yield savings account. Nick, shout out Nick. Shout out to Nick. Nice. And his attitude and mindset around the interest with high yield savings accounts, which we all know has been plummeting in the past couple of months since the Fed has lowered their rates as well. Um, and they mentioned, you know, I realized that that interest is really icing on top of the cake and that I shouldn't be getting frustrated with uncompetitive gifts in those rates so the listener actually decided to look into cd laddering which i hadn't heard of before but for for everyone tuning in tell me about it <laughs> yeah cd laddering is actually the process of opening multiple cds or certificates of deposit that have a fixed amount of time where your money grows at a guaranteed rate so for the next six months let's say you put aside a thousand dollars and you are guaranteed that it will grow at two percent. And so it sounds like this listener is actually stacking those or laddering them. So that maybe this starting in October, they you know contributed a thousand dollars and that that timeline you know lasts for six months. And then in November they put another thousand dollars in a new CD that also lasts six months. So you'll see towards the end of the cycle, or I guess if we go into the springtime. Every single month, they're getting a guaranteed return of 2% or whatever the percent was on their CD. Uh, Really, really brilliant and great. I love the adaptivity. I love the innovation. I love the creativity. And also that mindset shift, too. So um, I am so proud of this listener. I'll be doing something similar, to be honest. I'm going to try something out. Thanks
1: to the listener for sharing.
0: Seriously, seriously.
1: And we love bringing up these stories. We know there are so many others like us like Fozzie, uh, beginning their own wealth journey and seeking happiness in real time. So we're grateful to all of you listeners for joining us. We'd love to hear about your challenges, hear about your growth moments.
0: Liam, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yes, please go to the link in our podcast description on our website and share your experiences with us. We would love to help you achieve your goals, work through your challenges, and celebrate with you when you do.
1: And we can't wait to be part of your journey. In the meantime, you can subscribe to Seeds, stay up to date with the community, as we all collectively pursue happiness.
0: And a huge shout out today to our guest Aaron Bozzi, aka Bozzi, for weighing in on 401k student loan debt. We always love chatting with you. And Buzz, how can people interact with you? How can they keep up with you? Are they connecting with
2: you on LinkedIn? What should we do from here? Yeah, I'm totally open to people connecting with me on LinkedIn and sending me messages. I'm always happy to connect and discuss these topics. Um, So you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, First name is Aaron, A-A-R-O-N. Last name is Fawzity, Um, F-A-W-Z-Y or you can find me through Leslie and Liam's pages Um, I'm sure there's some avenue you can find me there but LinkedIn's probably the best bet and looking forward to connecting and seeing if there's any answers I could further help any of you with
0: Awesome, well Fazi thank you so much for tuning in today and listeners we'll see you next week, have a good one Signing off, bye